Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk. I'm your host, Melinda, joined by my co-host, Carmel. What is going on? How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Good. I'm doing well. Good. What is great? Weather is great. Spring is here. Finally. Loving it. I was seeing, though, because uh, I used to live in Chicago with my husband, it's still winter there. Yeah, is it ever not winter in Chicago? I, uh, there's like, about two months out of the year mm. where it's really just stupid hot. <laughs> it's like 105 degrees, and I want it to die. So but, they're um, either freezing cold or stupid hot. They uh, they have it hard out there, not wow. going to lie. Wow. Chicago, and well, Chicago's been hit a lot this year with just media and news and all of that stuff. And the weather's just like, all right. And the weather just doesn't do them any favors. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Um, So we have a couple things to talk about today. Uh, Last week, we uh, touched on a little bit the Louisiana church burning. Mm. There are three churches that were burned outside of uh, Lafayette, and they now have somebody in custody, Mm -hmm. uh, a suspect. I love when they always say alleged. Right. And John has explained it to me in, in legal sense, but it bugs the crap out of me when they say alleged, because mm-hmm. like we know that this person committed this crime. And I get you're innocent until proven guilty, quote unquote. However, <laughs> mm, you, see, and this goes back to what we talked about the week before about alleged innocent because, well, the, you know, Mr. Albert Wilson. I know. Right. It wasn't, no. it wasn't alleged with him. No, it wasn't alleged. He wasn't innocent nope. until proven guilty. He was just guilty. Just guilty. Uh, and black. But, <laughs> and black. But he's guilty of being black. That's mm-hmm. that, that was what the situation was. But um, So they have this suspect who allegedly burned down these churches. His name's Holden Matthews. He's 21. And what was so interesting about this, there's a couple things. He is the son of a sheriff's deputy. Yeah. Now, now is it the... Is it the the chief or just a sheriff deputy? Just sheriff, okay. sheriff deputy. Okay. Right. But still. So that means he has a connection to law enforcement, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm just going to sit back and wait and see what happens because if there's no way that he won't get preferential treatment. No. Definitely not. He will. I, I he mean, will. if Dylan Roof, who walked into a church and shot nine people, was given Burger King. Burger King. <laughs> right. Before he was taken to jail. Yeah. This is the son of a sheriff's deputy who burned these churches down. Granted, nobody was hurt, thank God, but still, you burned down three houses of worship mm-hmm. and specifically targeted black churches. And you were the son. <laughs> where, where did they take him after they arrested him? Uh, Whataburger? They did. <laughs> I don't know about Whataburger. They did say, but I'm sure he, he got a meal. But um, what is so interesting about this is that they're blaming it not on his his racist feelings, Mm-mm. not on him, you know, being interested in white supremacy nope. and white nationalism, but they're blaming it on him listening to black metal music. Black metal. So black metal music is what convinced him to do this. Now, I didn't really know exactly what black metal music is. So if mm-hmm. you don't know what it is, it, it's a sub- subgenre of heavy metal music that typically takes on kind of an anti-Christian, satanic, and paganistic themes. And it said that black metal songs typically have like fast tempo. They have a lot of shrieking vocals, Mm -hmm. which I hate that kind of music anyway. (laughs) Heavily distorted guitars, just things like that. Um, And I think it started back in the 80s when it started becoming a really big uh, genre and having a big cult following. But I always find it interesting when they use things like that like it was the music that affected them or you know they didn't have any friends in school as excuses for why these people commit these crimes His upbringing it was just tough he right didn't know anybody he knew right. the neighborhood no no why can't somebody just be a really awful person well they can be when they're black they already are let me say that they already are an awful person when they're black and then you have to go through the system of 
telling people that they're that they're not an awful person. Uh, but this case, no, this 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 person uh, just had it rough, you know. Right. And, or they were yeah listening to music that encouraged them to be this bad person. Like they weren't already were they not a bad person because they listened to that kind of music? Mm-hmm. Why is it not why why is that not the narrative? They right. like negative frequency energies, so they're listening to music that encourages that, and right. then they go out and do accordingly acts that mm-hmm. are negative like mm-hmm. it, this is constantly the case where it's the kids in columbine dylan roof any of these kids going doing this oh my god they just had it rough and right. you know just they, they, you know they were bullied their whole life and that there's a lot of kids who get bullied who don't burn down houses or murder people mm-hmm. uh and there's a lot of people who don't do any of those things get caught up like albert wilson i'm gonna keep talking about albert wilson who was a good kid and is now beginning sentenced to 12 years in prison right for kissing a white girl, right? Uh, not to bring that up again, but you know this. But is, it needs to be talked about. Yeah, it's, it's not just, being talked. About. It's not right, and right. then and and they're not talking about this case in the way it should be, and that this was a racist act, mm-hmm. racially motivated, pure hatred um, against black Christians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that what's so unnerving about this in a lot of these situations is that there are always signs. Mm-hmm. that show that this person is capable of behavior like this. So yeah. in, in an article I read on CNN, there he had a lot of Facebook posts that were very uneasy. He posted about um, having, um, being armed, and, and he even said it may not be legally, but, you know, I have these guns, and he posted pictures of the guns. He was a part of a lot of these black metal uh, groups that would post, you know, different things and a lot of racist stuff and a lot of white supremacist stuff. So my... My question is, why don't people take that stuff seriously? Well, who? One, Facebook should be one hundred. Because I know 100%. if you say anything about Trump or you know anything like that, you get banned. Um, a lot of racist, uh, and I should say even rhetoric that's funny. Sometimes I have a lot of comedian friends who will post funny racist stuff get banned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so if so when Facebook, so I'm not gonna say if, when Facebook saw this, why didn't he get banned? Why didn't they alert the local authorities? Right. They know exactly where he lives. They have your IP address. They know where you. <laughs> right. They know where. They know t- everything. They know everything. <laughs> um, why wasn't anyone alerted to this? Also, um, um, you know, his parents obviously aren't checking these things. Aren't aware of them, and he has friends too. So I'm mm-hmm. sure people saw this. Right. Um, and no one decided to say, yeah, we might need to talk to the right. boy because some right, right, right. thumbs up. Um, right. And then maybe this was supposed to happen because that's that's the other thing I look at it like um, people don't know this, but the history of the police, even the origin of the police um, is to was to originally patrol slaves and plantations. Mm, mm-hmm. And I think it was in South Carolina where the first slave patrol was created like in 1804 and ironically maybe not ironically the first church burning was in 1822 also in south carolina Mm. so the fact that this kid is the son of a sheriff uh deputy and they're out burning churches and no one knew how it happened no one knew what this kid was yet we have pictures of him buying gas cans we have pictures of him like preparing for all this right um so it almost feels like maybe this was supposed to happen because i mean another thing is church burnings are a definite sign like it's it's um i think even in prior to like 
Native in America, burning a church or burning anything was a sign of excommunication, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. like getting rid of something. Like we don't want you, want you or want this right. or whatever. Right. Um. So it's definitely sometimes to me, I think like we make it like this just rogue person went off and did something. He may have been acting on behalf of a group that wants to remain anonymous or unseen or unheard, but. I mean, it's possible, but it's so interesting you say that, though, because anytime it is um, a different group, for example, if it's, uh, you know, Muslims, that one person is acting for all of Muslims, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, Even if that's not the case, but that's how the media portrays it. That's how people think. Mm -hmm. Um, But with these situations, whenever I've noticed that it's a white male that commits the crime, it's an isolated incident. Yes. They were acting alone. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to do with this. You know, it's not Trump's rhetoric. It's not, you know, this group that's being galvanized currently. It's like they, they're a sole person. And I and I don't really, I mean, I, I get why they say that, but I don't understand why it changes when it is a person of color that commits a crime. Yes, I I, I, I agree with the, the notion that let's start with the person themselves, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that needs to be with everybody. Right. Um. So when it's not that way, okay, let's just be, balance with everyone then. Yeah. so if he did it i'm going to assume uh that he or his parents or uncle someone is allegedly um also probably a part of the kkk he's in louisiana this kind of stuff they do and you kind of did it kind of easily um your dad's a, <laughs> a sheriff which a lot of people who are in the kkk are either politicians or sheriffs especially in the south in the south yeah so that's I'm going to go with that. I'm going to mm-hmm. assume that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And until I hear differently, that's my assumption. Because that's the way they <laughs> right. want to run it with everybody else. Absolutely. That's what I'm going to do. That's exactly how they run with everyone else. So I think it's uh, fair to make assumptions across the board in that way. And people can get mad at me. I, I honestly don't care. I don't care. If, <laughs> hey, if, yeah, if hey, an Arab yeah. dude you know, shoots up uh, a club in Orlando, it's all Muslims are shooting up clubs. He, he's obviously, I mean, that's he, the assumption right, that was he, made. It was so. an Islamic, you know guy who was out there honestly acting on behalf of uh, Hezbollah or <laughs> ISIS or somebody sitting out there to do that. Right, right, right. right. No, it couldn't have been just some random dude right. named Omar who just got pissed off at right. somebody. Was No. So right. I'm going to assume Holden is, is a young up and maybe it was like an initiation. Maybe he's trying to get in the KKK and he's like, all right, you got to go burn uh, two churches. Oh, I'm going to do a three. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm going to assume that. He's trying to get in the KKK. But, you know, it's interesting. With somebody that age, he's 21, which mm-hmm. is very young to me, especially this day and age, to have that mindset. There's no way that it's not trickled down and passed down from your family. Because how right. else do you really get exposed to that other than it being passed down to you? Because he's not on Instagram or Pinterest. There's no Pinterest pages about church burning right now. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I don't know. It's not right. something you see on YouTube. It's not something that's prevalent in the media. It's an old thing. Like, I think the last church burning was some years ago. So mm-hmm. someone is influencing told, this kid. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that kind of plays into what actually our question of the week is going to be this week. But, like, if racism and, and, and those thoughts, the kid, are they ever going to die? Because it's just passed down in your family tree, so to speak, especially yeah. in the South. I mean, that's just their mindset. That's what they believe. There's still this fear that's instilled with them uh, in regards to other races and, and other people. And I just, I wonder if that's ever going to change because it's just going to get continued passed down. It's funny you say that because uh comedian Godfrey on his Instagram, mm-hmm. um, who was hilarious, um, posted, a, <laughs> he posted a video of him talking to this 15 year old half black, half, Asian kid. I don't know if you've seen this or not, mm-mm, mm-mm. but he's just talking to him outside and he asks him, Hey, have you experienced racism? And the kid quickly says, yeah. And he's just like, 
See? Kid's 15. Mm. 15, and he's already experienced racism. And so in, in the video, he points at... Uh, he, and basically white folks saying you guys were saying racism is gone it's not this kid's 15 yeah. and has yeah. experienced it already and it, it, it probably wasn't yesterday it probably was you know years ago so it could happen when he was 12 mm-hmm. so it's not gone so he says don't tell me it's getting better or it's changing the kid's 15 and already experienced racism mm-hmm. so I honestly I don't know I don't I don't think it's going to go away um, I th- honestly feel like what we're supposed to do is learn how to just move and stay productive and just not like rock the boat, like not honestly getting people's way. Cause I, I, why would it change? I mean, this whole country was never developed or designed for us. Right. So right. I always feel like I just got to figure out a way to be productive, do what I need to do, build, build for myself. I honestly, I, I hear a lot of people talking about why don't we build more black churches and more black schools, more black banks. And like, well, you see what happens. Mm. As soon as we get a little bit of something, uh, it's taken. Mm-hmm. And I, I think once in this, podcast i mentioned black wall street yeah, anyone go that, mention yeah. that go yeah. read the history on black wall street where we did that mm-hmm. we had everything banks churches hospitals schools and an amazing infrastructure and our own stock market it's gone today it's burned to the ground burned to, burned the, ground. to the ground so i don't think racism is going to leave and i think a lot of it is because this people saying you know america's broke we need to fix it. it's not broke it's 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 doing exactly what's supposed to. it's not made for us so mm-hmm. Um, whether you're Arab, whether you're Mexican, whether you're black, don't get comfortable. Don't ever think like, oh, it's getting better. Just do what you need to do for you, yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, figure out how to take care of your family and uh, invest. And honestly, I, I feel like people need to learn to build elsewhere. Yeah. Like a lot of um, ethnicities here, they don't look to build here. Mm-hmm. They take the money and they send it back to their home countries and build there. And uh, Which is smart. Very smart. Very smart. Um, not only smart because you, it'll, it'll survive. <laughs> But financially, like, you know, the money you make here is, is worth a lot more in other countries. So I think that's that's what I would look to do I'm, I, and I'm looking to do Yeah. because um, I don't see racism changing. That's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Just also hearing like stories from my family. Like I said, my, my dad grew up in Mississippi. My mom's from Louisiana. And just knowing that they're still witnessing stuff that they experienced when they are my age. Of course, they're probably like, oh, this this won't be an issue in mm-hmm. 2019. And it still is. It still is. I mean, we even see, you know, videos of like kids, you know, in colleges using the N word or or, or doing blackface still. It's Mm -hmm. like, why is this still an issue? Um, But I'm, I would like to be hopeful. I'm such an optimistic person, but it's hard to think with something that's so ingrained in our country's makeup Mm -hmm. uh, that it'll ever go away. And what, what would that look like if it was gone? Like, because, I mean, I don't deal with it on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. So I think if it was a, a long stretch of time where I didn't see it, you know, I, I think I wouldn't feel any different than I do today. I just know of it. I've mm-hmm. experienced it. I understand it. But, like, in terms of, like, things I don't pe- think people know about, like whether it's um, mortgage lending and loans mm-hmm. and banking, how mm-hmm. there, there's racism in, in that, or if it's uh, the economy and, like, getting jobs and stuff like that, or yeah. the things that people don't see. Like, when someone calls me, you know, the N word to my face, or it's like just being racist to my face. I get it. That's something you can see. But there's a lot of things systemically people don't see on a day to day basis. 100%. And I think that would probably be the biggest change that I, even if people were, if everyone was nice, I think that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> just, just be nice to everybody. Right, but right. still, the systemic underlying stuff that we don't see, I don't think that changes. Right. 
So as we transition to this next uh, topic that we're going to talk about, it's actually a, a good question I want to have for you. I'm, I want to talk about the media and the role that they play in society. But I'm wondering is how big of a role do you think the media plays into the implicit biases and the racism that we, we feel? It's, it's everything. I think what we see on TV, uh, now on social media, mm -hmm. newspapers, billboards, it's all conducive to creating um, a feel of fear, uh, controlling people, mm -hmm. um, getting people to into a certain agenda. And it's so simple. It's so simple. People don't realize how easy it is to be swayed one way or the other um, by the media. And it's it's... It's run by a, a select few people, right? Um, and when we think, <laughs> when we think like one station or one network's against the other, whether it's Fox versus you know NBC or whatever, one's liberal, one's conservative, it's all a play. It's all a for play. Sure. For sure. Um, and I've always hated the fact we don't see even politics that way or anything that way. Like we think it's Democrats and Republicans. Are no, they're both a bunch of rich people <laughs> who are controlling. <laughs> Us. Right, right, um, right. We're we're not we're not influencing them, um, and it's funny because even the word policy, I mean, police and politician both mm -hmm. come from the same root word mm -hmm. of people, and to control the people, it's not the other way around. So I think when we look at TV and we watch the news, when we watch um, even movies, um, there's things in those th in those pieces of media that are designed to condition us. Mm -hmm. um, that's why it's great when you see a Jordan Peele makes you know, films that are telling you something. Like if you were really watch what he's trying to say and listen and take note, like those, those things are like what I think we need to do more of. Mm -hmm. on our own yeah. Did you see create... us yet? Yes. Okay. You did. Yes. Awesome. 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 We'll have yes. to talk about it. Yes. Um, no, I completely agree with you. And it, like, it goes back to this whole situation with, I already forgot his name, which we should forget his name, but the <laughs> arsonists and all of the, the shooters that we've seen happen, there's a specific narrative that is painted when it is a certain race of people. And there's a, a different narrative when it's painted, when it's a different race mm -hmm. of people. And I, we asked this question this week, um, but it kind of is going to catapult into something else. But we asked this question on uh, Facebook and, and Instagram and Twitter. So what's one topic that we feel the media or society doesn't focus on? And somebody said on your Facebook page something that was really, really interesting to me. They said the truth and the whole story. Mm -hmm. And that struck me because... It's so true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so true. And just with like these situations when they're painting these narratives of these people to get you to feel sympathy for them. But when you see that it's like, I mean, they're on Fox News, they're already trying to smear Nipsey Russell. It's like, don't come for him. <laughs> right. First of all, right, like you right. cannot smear his name no, no matter what you no. or try. Like he, yeah, okay. He was involved in gigs, whatever in the past, but look at all of the good that he's done. It doesn't even matter what he's done. The yeah. fact that he was black, that he was from Inglewood and that he, you know, know he was a part of a gang that is what they're going to run with right but with yeah. a white shooter it's like he was a good kid he uh you know was troubled he maybe had adhd like you mm -hmm. said before and it's it's a shame because the media has such a responsibility they're the one they're where we get all of our news yeah the media is at the forefront of everything that's where we looked we read the headlines we watch the news we listen to the shows and they have a huge responsibility to give the people the truth and i'm always wondering i'm always questioning now mm -hmm. 
Um, and I, I was saying this to Carmel earlier, you know, Trump always says, and I can't believe I'm quoting Trump, wow, but he this. always says the media is the enemy of the people. And mm-hmm. I've always thought that that was a little extreme, but when I really look at it, I'm like, maybe what he's saying is this because they are the reason that we think certain things about certain people, mm-hmm. certain demographics, certain, um, celebrities, even a certain races and, they're where we get all of our news. I mean, if you all you do is watch Fox News all day, of course you're going to think a certain way. Yep. Yeah. You know? So if this kid was Arab, guarantee you the first word on the headline is terrorist. Terrorist. Without ISIS, question. All of it. Yeah. Easily. 100%. And the kid can, could not know a thing about those things, but because he's Arab, that's the case. And I don't know why they don't call this kid a terrorist. Why wasn't Dylan Roof a terrorist? Why weren't the Columbine kids terrorists? Why are we only using that phrase in that nomenclature when a person's Arab? Mm-hmm. When it's uh, a black person, they're a thug. Mm-hmm. I, it's gang related. It's gang related. Why isn't this kid a thug? Right. Like, I, 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 know, I know for a fact um, a lot of the news is scripted. And even when, when um, Drexel was here, he mm-hmm. said a lot of times they give us uh, just enough to tell us, but they can't give us all right mm-hmm. away because... Mm-hmm. We might act or react a certain way. And that's why I like, you know, certain outlets that don't shy away from saying everything or, or go to find out more like, you know, like the Young Turks, you know, who yeah. are really trying to get out there yeah, and yeah, say, yeah. I'm, we're going to talk about all of it yeah. and get it all out there. Um, because there's an agenda, of, obviously, with any of these outlets to create a narrative, to create a story. One, to get us to watch, because that, that's that's the money mm-hmm. we have to watch. Totally. And then, they have to get ads, and that's how you know those get paid for. Um, but it also creates uh, a feeling, a general feeling in our populace. Then that politicians start acting towards. Mm. And I remember when, also when Drexel was here, I mentioned how 9-11 got us all on board with a lot of the policies we have now that are now hindering us from doing things. Mm. Like mm. the way we travel and the things we do and all yeah. that. But we're all, we're all on board when 9-11 hit. Right, right. Um, so not to say that that was a you know a conspiracy theory to to create those things that's all another story. But <laughs> when people act a certain way, or we all generally get feeling about something, typically policy always follows that. Mm-hmm. So if it's you know guns and gun control and all that, and we start seeing a lot of you know gun violence, like I feel like some of this stuff is staged, some of this stuff is planted, and then we see articles and interviews and things created for us to yeah yeah that's right I don't like that. You didn't know a thing about that. Mm-hmm. And now you see it. And now all of a sudden you have a whole like feeling about it. Like do a little more research. Like right. actually, actually get into what happened and transpired. I, I almost guarantee when this all comes about, if it all comes about this kid, um, like you said, they saw the signs mm-hmm. and uh, they knew his potential. I, I'm almost positive someone put him up to this. Because mm. again, mm. there's no reason a 21 year old would know about church burning. Right, right. And besides, don't right. you have other things to do? Like, who goes on church? Right? Are you in college? What are you doing? Are you working? Are you in college? Like, what's going on? Why is girls this, before? Right? Like, there's Why girls is this out there. Like, I right time now. to burn on churches. Yeah. Oh man. I yeah. I have no idea where that where that case is going to go. And I'm obviously very interested to see how he's going to be treated because he is the son of someone in law enforcement. And I know there's a bill that was passed during the Clinton administration mm-hmm. against church burnings. And I think the mandatory sentence is 20 years. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's not getting that. Probably not. Yeah. And they yeah. haven't even decided if they're charging him with a hate crime yet. 
that yeah, that's not confirmed if he will be charged with a hate crime. Okay, well that's <laughs> that makes so, no sense. Th- it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Um, but we're just gonna have to wait and see. But I. And we'll see how the media reports it as well. But how is it not a hate? Like I don't if know. One of the churches were white. If you burn two two black churches and one white church, okay, then it's just churches. This is clearly. churches. Three black churches. It's three spe- Yeah, it's 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 very uh, specific. And that's a lot of work, people. Like to burn a whole church town. Like that's a lot of gas pouring. Yes, it's a lot of matches. I don't know a how he did it. A whole church. A whole three church. whole churches. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we don't know yet if he is if he's a charged. And, and there's another thing. Crime. It takes a long time for a church to burn down. Like no one saw the fire or tried to put no it out. No one tried to put it out. No fire, no fire deputies, no no one called the uh, cops or anybody. Just they just heard some crackling in the woods and just <laughs> I don't know. Y'all, don't y'all know. smell that? Y'all smell yeah, right. y'all, somebody barbecuing, right? The whole thing right? is just bizarre, but I'm glad that this actually is getting media attention, but I want to know if we're learning the whole story. I know we're not. I know we're. And I'm, I mean, I wonder. There's a whole bunch of like theories. I could. There's a whole critical thought process I can go with. Everyone, I'm going. I'm getting away from the conspiracy theorist phrase. Now we're going it's into critical, critical thought. thought. <laughs> That's what I'm going. To, critical thought. Okay. What's your critical thought about like this? insurance policies on these on these places? Mm-hmm. I wonder if those, you know, churches rented out those places and maybe the owners you know had insurance policies because mm-hmm. then i mean you kill two birds with one stone right. i get rid of the, you know this black church out of my building and i collect my insurance policy mm. just i'm just throwing it out there just just you know just thinking out loud because i mean it's yeah because again the, you never know you never you know never you never know no they could have hired this little young kid now we're getting we I know it's critical thought is what we're calling it, but it's still so much a conspiracy <laughs> right? theory um yeah you never know what what could have led him to do this but i will say i'm not just going to put it off on black metal music yeah black because i when when a black kid does something and we're not going to just blame it on hip-hop well they might though they might but it's like we even us like, come on man that's just stupid like right. it's not no first of all no hip-hop music is going to make you go burn down churches so like what black metal music is telling you to burn down a church that's a that's a very specific thing like if you went and just shot up some people i, I can understand i could mm-hmm. i could see some death note, ah, kill people, yeah. whatever. Like, ah, go well, down. they were saying in the article that, church, that I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not, not not a lyric. Right, it's not a lyric, but they were saying that black metal music does focus on very like anti-Christian stuff, but it's also very white supremacist and white nationalist. So I think it was kind of like a combination of what the themes of black metal music is supposed to be that they're saying is what let him like, okay, so I'm anti-Christian and I don't like black people. Oh, look, there's a black church. Let me go burn it down. Like, I think that's what they're trying to, the pieces they're trying to put together as to why he was led to do this. I know it's, it's a little bit of a stretch, yeah, but I think it, it's easier for them to try to put those puzzle pieces together than to just say, you know what? This is just a racist white kid and he was taught this. And again, that's where the media comes back into this. Right. They're not going to say that. Of course um, not. Of course not. And I think, I think the media, I, I want people to like, look at this more. If they look at all media, like a movie, like TV, like look at it all that way. Mm-hmm. Like on that same uh, Facebook thread on my page, when the guy said truth, I I put and I put it to anyone that said that. Do you mean truth or do you mean facts? 
because mm. they're not the same. Mm. And I know uh, uh, when I tell this to people, they always look at me weird, like, what do you mean? Because truth is something that we all generally consider to be true. Mm-hmm. A fact is measurable and tangible. There's nothing to debate. So like, and I always give people this example, like the truth is I'm black. Mm-hmm. It's not a fact because I'm literally not black. Right. <laughs> And then right. people, oh, I get right, it. Yeah, right, that, right. But we generally mm. consider me black. Mm-hmm. So that's the truth. But tomorrow they can create a new uh, census that comes out and all black people are called something else. Yeah. And that's what I'll be called. Right. So the truth would change. So, But the fact that matters, I'm not literally black. Right. So when we look for facts from the media, we never get them. Like we have to go searching for those things for sure, uh, or for they're sure. just so obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are so many things that we will go with as a true uh, or truth, and be okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. And then we just kind of like, yeah, that that's what happened. Right. And then 20 years later, the person comes out with a documentary or like a biopic, and you're like, oh wow, that's that's not what happened. That's not at all. Yeah. But yeah, we yeah, just yeah. go with it because the narrative that's written and given to us. Mm-hmm we all will feel okay with. So I almost feel like sometimes they have to like create the story, get things going. Okay. People like this, that makes sense. And then they give it to us. So I, I look at all media Mm -hmm. as entertainment to me. Mm. Everything is entertainment because like even Trump running and that whole from now till then I look at it as like it, this to me is real life house of cards. 100%. It's house of cards in real life. Like it, it, because at the end of the day, honestly, when I go to sleep, Trump doesn't do anything for me or mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. But when I watch it, I see people, how people react and get like all, you know, bent out of shape about it. I'm like, this is creating a feeling for you. So then what happens next when this is presented to you? Mm. You now feel a certain way. Now they give you this and then you act accordingly. I mean, see, that's where I get like people like, stop doing that. Like, <laughs> like my mom is so like, she gets so swayed by stuff on the news every day. I'm like, you need to stop watching. If you just got off the news for a week. And went outside, go to the park, read a book, and then come back to the news. You'd be like, "Oh wow, what that that's going on? Yeah, that's happening. Yeah, We're yeah, doing yeah, that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to me, the news is almost like soap operas. Like <laughs> any of y'all watched soap operas back in the day when you if you didn't work during the day, and like someone was getting married, and you leave, don't watch the soap opera for like twenty years, come back, still that same wedding, still same wedding. <laughs> they just cutting the cake. Well, some people have had whole lives, been married, had kids come back, and that same couple is still planning still a wedding. The same day, it's the yes. same day. Yeah, that was the charm of soap operas, though. Right to me, and that's what the news <laughs> yes, is to me. It's like it's the same thing. Like mm-hmm. you leave and come back, it's the same thing. I, I'm not ever surprised. Okay, well, sure, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Why not? It's funny. It's the same thing, but when you see different sources, the headlines are so drastically different. And they're pandering, obviously, to different different demographics. Mm-hmm. But it could be the same story, but the headline, which a lot of people only read the headlines, mm-hmm. which stop doing that, read the actual freaking article. Yeah. Um, but the headlines will make people have their decisions and have their feelings, and, and that's it. And nobody, it's it's just laziness also. It's very lazy. Uh, nobody wants to do the research. Nobody wants to find out what the truth is. But I find it interesting that like CNN to even NBC, obviously to Fox, to like BuzzFeed News, to Bloomberg Report, whatever. Same story, mm-hmm. same situation. Mm-hmm. Headlines completely different, yep. which will sway you in any direction. Mm-hmm. CNN can make me feel one way. Then I read title on Bloomberg. It's like, oh, well, it said this on CNN, but maybe this is what it actually is. Yeah. And it's irresponsible, honestly. I think it's incredibly irresponsible because, the, it's like you said, they're not giving us facts, which mm-hmm. they probably never will. Um, but 
they're making headlines for reactions from people. They're telling you how exactly. to feel. They're telling you yeah. how to feel, like you said. Um, and it's sometimes so I, don't, I don't think there's, I don't think they give us facts because there aren't any. I, I feel possible. like it's all fabricated. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of to me, it just seems like they're just making all this stuff up to keep us divided. Because mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, all those different out- outlets, cre- like you said, one writes one this way, one writes this way, mm-hmm. and we feel one way about it, mm-hmm. and it keeps us divided. Right. And then we keep our liberal conservative, we keep our Democrat Republic, we keep this and that. I'm like, what if you were just down the middle? I just want to often I'll go watch Reuters or something completely mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. of America to mm-hmm. get like some insight on something that like how do they see us? Right. And a lot of times their their headline is very neutral. It's yeah. very like, oh this happened and let's let's look at it. Like not versus, you know, what we see from uh Fox or CNN or NBC. Yeah. yeah. And then like I wanted to ask Drexel this when we was here last, and maybe we'll, we'll bring him on to mm-hmm. talk about it. Like, why do we create our own party? Like, why? And I mean this mainly for blacks, but even minorities together. Like, why? What is stopping us from creating a party that hmm. literally works for us? Because mm-hmm. the Democratic Party does not work for us. The Republican Party, of course, doesn't. <laughs> so right. I don't understand. I've never understood why black folks or minorities put so much behind them. I know that there was a right. history behind right, it. Right, right, right. And it kind of move towards that direction mm-hmm. but i don't know if you remember the, the the discussion we had here years ago when drexel was uh moderating yeah and i, and I asked yet. him can you name me one policy that uh, was passed that solely helped people that had no like corporate kickbacks had mm-hmm. no, nothing connected just solely helped the people and he said no mm-hmm. i said can you name me one that was solely for corporate gain sure to me, that was everything. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. The people who are supposed to be helping us have never created a bill or, or to actually or, help, to help people. just just to help us. Mm-hmm. And and maybe it's happened, but I've never seen it. And he couldn't think of one. I, I think Drexel knows everything about politics yeah. since its inception, <laughs> uh, and he couldn't think of anything. Right, so to right. me, that just shows me that politics and these parties are not designed for us. So why mm. not create our own? Well, I wonder why minorities haven't tried to just take over the independent party and make it a bigger party you know why, it's why there not? yeah it's there and it's just it's not really utilized to be honest so that to me that goes back to media coverage because a lot of politics is ran based on hype mm-hmm. so if you can get in front of people and get them hyped up and excited mm-hmm. you know you have a likelihood of you know making some noise and winning some seats um if we started our own thing, I almost guarantee you we'd get no media coverage. Right. Because then no, because we could have this whole thing huge, like build build up that no one ever sees, and people would be oh I never heard about it. Right. Right. Because they, had, they didn't come to our meetings or, or you know they didn't come to any rallies we had. Because in order to know there's a rally, you have to have media coverage. Hey, such and such is going to be in uh, Boise or it's going to be in Houston. It's going to be over here and like oh yeah they're having a rally somewhere or they don't even mention it at all. They just mentioned the Democratic one and the, the Republican one, right. but not you know this independent or minority party that's trying to blow up. Well, nobody also wants a lot of choices. Mm. They want one or the other, okay. and that's people like convenience. Yes, it's just yes. like the the world that we live in and the culture that we live in. If you get you get Democrats, you get Republicans. It's like, okay, I got two choices. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make one. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have all these, which is also why I think so many Democrats running is, is kind of frustrating because it's like there's 25 people. How am I supposed to make a decision? Like call me when there's only five of you, right. you know? Right. Um, but I think that that's why the people haven't really put any stock into the independent party is because it's just easier to have two to choose from. And 
because the, we all know Republicans are not for black people or minorities in general, even though the party switched, but that was a long time ago. So stop using that as an excuse. Mm-hmm. I hate when people say, well, Republic, you know, Democrats were actually the original racist group. And it's like, but they're not anymore. Let's focus on this now. Um, but, and Democrats technically don't really do anything for minorities either, but I'd rather go with the Democrats any day. Sure. It's the lesser of two evils. It's the lesser of two evils, you know. That's why I see it. <laughs> it but is. the whole two, but that's our whole society is based on two parties or two options, whether it's Android or iPhone, you know, whether it's, uh, yeah. you know, Pepsi or Coke, you know, Pizza Hut or Domino's, um, which Apples I hate. Apples or though. oranges. Apples or oranges. But it's, no, that's a very good point. It is a very good point. But again, that goes back to the media. And I'm like wondering, it's like, how have they, now I'm getting into these conspiracy theories. Um, I've been hanging around you too much. I'm sorry. They're out there. <laughs> They're just all out there. You no, sit back but, and look no, at things. No, for sure. For sure. It's so much of, so much of it is black and white or red. Like even that, there's, on a census, there's black and white. Mm-hmm. There's no other colors. Right. But now, if I call an Asian person yellow, that's racist, or you know, Indian person red, that's racist. But well, no, they have multiple they have choices ethnicities, now. but yeah. there's only two literal colors on there. Oh, there's literally oh, only a true. black and a white designation. That is true. That creates that true. division. Like I, it's everywhere. Like, like there's a Mac computer on this table, and then someone has a PC computer. Mm-hmm. Why isn't there a third option? But one, ah, I don't learn three different computers. It's just. But then that creates division. Like there's people who hate Macs and people who hate PCs. Yeah. Like why is there all this hate? Because there's only two options. It just creates a team or rivalry uh, feeling in our whole country. Our whole nation is, is built like that. And when we get around election time, we see it more than any other time. It's the most divisive part 100%, of our country. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Even I mean, I was thinking. I was like, even in sync or Backstreet Boys, there's always <laughs> there's always team something. Team Edward, team William. Team, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But here's my thing: if we didn't have that, what would the media have? Mm. If there was nothing to be divisive about. If there was no, you know, choose this or choose that, what would they report on? If everybody was all rainbow and sunshine and flowers and happiness and people could just do whatever they wanted, there was no division on anything, people could like the things that they like, choose what they want, and there was no conflict anywhere, what would the media have? So, I mean, in in honesty, we would have, if the media was, let me say, if the media was just designed to report Mm-hmm. not to influence but just to report i think we'd have the media talking about great uh, uh artists um, great engineers uh, this happened this person created this built that i think there's a lot of stuff to report uh where the the news is generally negative i think we'd have now news that was generally positive mm-hmm. um of course we'd have some things happen and you know people are still gonna fight and argue over stuff but i think there will be plenty to report on mm-hmm. i don't think there would be much to influence people on right because then people would just see things as they are um if we didn't have you know the church doing stuff or the government doing stuff or police doing stuff um and then the media writing those stories to create you know um it's really it's it honestly is propaganda i mean Mm. it's I know people don't like that term because they always associated with like nazis and and, and hitler but honestly he was using a a tool that is older than than the Nazis, and it's still being used today. Propaganda is still what people are seeing. They j- it's not. It's more subversive. It's and it's it's more subtle uh, than how Hitler and the swastikas and all that stuff. But it's the same thing, right. Um, right, right, right? So I think if we didn't have those, you know, those choices, and even like <laughs> it's so funny because we see it in movies. You know, whether it's 
red pill, blue pill. It's mm-hmm. always like two, always you have two choices. Two choices. Um, but you really don't have to choose either one. Right. You can create your own lane, but people are lazy and they want convenience and 100%. they want it written out for them. They want it spelt out for them. They want mm-hmm. the food given to them. So we're going to get a bunch of people like in Wally in, in wheelchairs that are just fat and overweight with diabetes. <laughs> Not knowing what to do, and they need people to tell them what to do. I legitimately say this to John often. I was like, I think we're getting so close to being what happened in the Wally movie. Mm-hmm. We're getting so close to that. Just also, just by way, like I have my phone in my hand right now. Just like things like that. I mean, I'm about to read something, so don't judge me too much. But, <laughs> but like we have our phones. You know, we're we're really controlled and and obsessed with with um, technology and, and advancements in that way. We like convenience. I mean, mm-hmm. you literally at this point. I'm gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent now. But in 2019, you don't have to leave your house for anything. Nope. You can Postmates your groceries, your mm-hmm. toiletries. You can have somebody. You can do like a task rabbit. Have somebody go get gas in your car if you mm-hmm. want. People can bring you coffee. You can get all of your meals delivered, all of your groceries delivered. You have your, you know, fingertip. The world at your fingertips with you your phone, your with your delivered. news. <laughs> all that. I hope you can. You can. Can you seriously? Sure. Oh my That's gosh. That's what Tinder is. Right? Now, that's been out for years. See, I'm I'm definitely a pre-dating that person. John and I are very much an anomaly. Yeah, I've never used it. I just know sense. it exists. But you can get I, everything that's delivered. That's so funny. But you can. You can get everything delivered. Mm-hmm. And we're so going beyond like having human connection and, and, and talking to humans, which I'm going on another tangent, guys. Um, we started our photo series this week. Um, and meeting some people, you have to come with me on one of these, but mm-hmm. meeting people and hearing what is important to them, what they think people need to talk about really really interesting i can imagine yes yes um but a lot of people were afraid of the human interaction and me like talking to them because we're so used to it Mm -hmm. we're so used to just not having to talk to anybody we watch our tvs we read our news on twitter we read our news on facebook and go about our days yeah there's a real person in my face when somebody calls me i freak out oh i was just having this conversation (laughs) about the phone um how when someone called you back in the day it was a commitment. 100%. Because someone's going to pick up that phone, yeah. and now I have to hear their voice, and I have to engage in a conversation. Like That was a huge... So when someone called you, and you were like in high school or in junior high, like you felt special. One, absolutely. Because this person is intending to talk to me. Right. Nowadays, all you get is a WID. <laughs> and you don't have to say anything. You can be like... I'm gonna let that marinate for a minute. I'm gonna pop it like talking. To you me. don't need, yeah, right. You don't even have to respond. But if somebody calls me, I'm like, what happened? Yeah, like what? what? Like there's an emergency. Something's wrong. Why, why'd you call me? Like, it's a phone. <laughs> it's a phone. Like I know people who oh. all they do is call, and it's still it shocks me. Like, oh, oh, it's that person. And I know that they they prefer to talk. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, yeah we we just rather text because then that human interaction. Now I don't have to commit <laughs> to saying anything or feeling a certain way, and I can just keep my distance and. Whatever, so do it in person. Yeah, just walk yeah, up yeah. to somebody. Like, yeah, it's- yeah, <laughs> it was a lot. Um, but make sure you check out that photo series. So we launched it this week, and we're going to be continuing it and just yep. talking to real people on the street and finding out what they think is important to talk about. Um, so we want to know what you think. Also, tell us your thoughts about Holden. I think is his name. I don't mm-hmm. even want to know his I name. Don't care. But <laughs> right, I don't okay. care either. But tell us your thoughts about that, and also just how the media portrays situations in that sense. But also just the responsibility of the media because it's very important. And I really, really liked whoever your friend was that said that because it really got me thinking. Like. I want to know the truth. I want mm-hmm. to know the whole story. So, um, but before we end, uh, every week, as we've mentioned before, we'd like to highlight a community or organization or a person that's doing good in the world. So this week I was really, really 
proud and happy to see that Jaden Smith, if you don't know who Jaden Smith is, he is the son of Will and Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm-hmm. He created something called the Water Box to bring water to Flint, which, yes, they still, to this day, still. do not have clean water, you guys. It is 2019. It has been three years. Three they years, still right? do not yeah. have clean water. There are children that now have permanent defects because of the lead that was in the water. But what Jaden did with his company, 501C3, they brought the Water Box to um, First Trinity Baptist Church. And basically, it's a water distribution uh, kind of uh looks like a vending machine basically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're giving out just hundreds and thousands of gallons of water a day for flint so big ups to Jaden for creating this and doing this yes, check them out yes. 501c3 on instagram and you can check out the water box um i just love that somebody's actually doing something about it right. and using their money and using their influence to not help our government people. not our government not the city of flint it's, but it's not and but i think James we knew that Smith. that wasn't going to happen we knew that the government and, and, the, and the city of Flint wasn't going to actually do yeah. anything. Um, but I'm I'm really proud of, of what he's doing. So check it out, The Water Box. It's really cool. They've done a bunch of videos and, and interviews, and they're really, really changing the game in Flint because somebody had to do it. And I'm glad that he's using his influence and his money to do so. Yeah, so let's support you guys. Yes, yes. All right, so thank you again for tuning in. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share, tweet, Instagram, all that stuff. You, you know the whole list. You know, you know how to do it. You know how to do and it. Uh, we will talk to you next week. All right, y'all be good. Bye.